1: um yeah good morning welcome to morning java brought to you as always by our friends at the get-go cafe and market where dale and i spent quite a bit of this season traveling around covering a team that was 11-0 and then lost five out of its last six um and then this um you go. I don't even know what to say. You Can't turn the ball over five times. Well, hold it. Okay, you, you yeah. Can't there's that. Turn
0: the ball over five times. You can't on your first play from scrimmage have the ball go snapped over the quarterback's head into the end zone and recover for a touchdown. You can't then turn the ball over three what three more times in the yeah. first quarter. Fourth and, quarter. And hand the quarter. Browns 28 points. You can't win doing that. They proved it in Cincinnati. That was how they lost to the Bengals. That's how they lost this game.
1: Wow. Like, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, they turned the ball over. Well, yeah, we saw that, but this was not a team that did a ton of that. Two especially of those not t- the first half of the season, the first eight, nine games, they never turned the ball over. We saw another hit pass. This we
0: saw, we, you know, we saw Roethlisberger overthrow uh, Benny Snell early, which... Benny Snow shouldn't be in the game ever 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 uh you know but you can't turn the football over in those situations and it played right into what the Browns uh, wanted to do they didn't want Baker Mayfield throwing the ball a lot they didn't have
1: to have Baker Mayfield throw the ball up because the Steelers handed them 28 points okay, they did but again I'm trying to go for something broader here why why could this team not come out prepared to play football? That's not that that's not preparation. But of that's course not, it is. They, they, anybody
0: they anybody who blames the coaching staff. Oh, I for said what preparation. There?
1: I said preparation. That, I didn't say the coaching staff. But that that plays to the happened, preparation of the coaching staff. This happened in Dallas. This happened in Jacksonville. This happened everywhere over the last oh six seven games, uh, even including when right. they were still winning when it was eleven and zero. I said to all me, season long the quarterbacks blame, slowly. Right. But it's the quarterback. But the center comes out and snaps the ball over his head. Right. Uh, the wide receiver with the surest hands on the team lets the ball skip off his hands for another interception. Okay. This is a team, Dale, that did not come out prepared. I'm not talking about the head coach. I'm not exempting the head coach either. No, I'm not okay. Either. But when I'm talking about preparation, I'm thinking about go out there to to, to kick some butt. Okay, I'm trying to keep it clean here, and they they haven't done that in in two months with anybody, and I don't understand that about this team. I haven't understood it for two months.
0: Football is is a game of ebb and flow. Football is a game of momentum. Football is a game of again inches, and those plays that we're talking about there,
1: or yard, or yard. We'll get to that,
0: <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, the center having the ball stick in his hand and fly over the, over the, over the, the quarterback's head. The, you know, the, the, the receiver having the ball bounce off of his hands. I mean, those are things that happen. We saw that happen to the Browns. In this situation, well, not the snap over the head, but we saw yeah. balls r- ricochet off a of player's hands. We saw Baker Mayfield throw balls behind guys. But they didn't get picked off. They didn't get picked off. That's the. I mean, it's it's so much of it is good fortune, being in the right place, and, and oh. sometimes the right place is not even where you're supposed to be at. James Harrison not supposed to be where he was at on that on that you know miraculous touchdown in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl in two thousand eight, but he just made a play. That's what didn't happen here. Nobody made a play.
1: Not one person made a play. Uh, ben and Marquise, there's there's no way to get to any other topic. Um, you know, we watched them right down there, sitting on the, the bench. Uh, I'm pretty sure NBC picked it up, and we watched them walking off the field together. We saw the, the tear in Ben's eye. Um, you know, you've covered their whole career. What's going on here?
0: I don't think Marquise is coming back.
1: I don't think Marquise is coming back either. But
0: I think Ben mm-hmm. is coming back, and that's that's what that moment was about. Um, that was Marquise spending some time with Ben on the bench for the last time uh for the in, in those two's careers. When when Ben said, you know, if that was the last time or if that's the last time, he wasn't talking about himself. He
1: was not talking about him. He was about talking himself. about Marquise Bouncy.
0: I think Ben and this may not be popular with some people, Ben Roethlisberger can still play football at a high level. He didn't today. Uh he made some high level throws though. They need to figure this out. Whether this was him coming back off of the arm injury, and that was something that that they have to figure out in the off season, maybe a full season of, of, of off season. But Marquise Pouncey's been gutting this out week after week for the last four or five years. Coming I, off I, that I, I was
1: I was thinking for a second that you were about to say months, and I was about to jump in and no, say it's years. 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 Uh, he has he has uh, told people in private that he has felt that this was going to be. Uh, it for him. He's not the only one uh, on that offensive line. Uh, I don't believe Alejandro Villanueva is going to continue playing. At least not here. Football, yeah, but I don't think in, he'll in, play. in Pittsburgh it, it won't here. But I also think that Ali's done. Uh, I don't
0: think David DeCastro is done.
1: Uh, now David's not done, but David's David. He he came out here for training camp, banged up. Training camp, you yeah. know, in the summer, and never recovered. So you're looking at that offensive line coupled with. Uh, I know you and I disagree on this as well but coupled with what I felt was a really bad decision to leave Kevin Dotson on the sideline in favor of Matt Filer, who committed two penalties and yes I know they were both on questionable calls and I don't care I still wanted to see Dotson out there Um, the offensive line I, I think was maybe underplayed or undernoticed
0: but they weren't the problem today, not, I didn't, other than I, the I'm one I'm not snap. talking
1: about today. I mean,
0: 66 passes, no sacks. I, I only remember one hit. And they actually ran the ball early before they started throwing interceptions.
1: You know, see, that's that's the <laughs> other thing that's so ridiculous about this. Um, you know, we're not talking about some great defense here. No, we're not. And I get that.
0: And, and that's why I said last week I, that I, the Steelers would run the ball that... against these guys. But I don't think that there's a lot wrong with this line that a great running back doesn't
1: help. You mean like a Nick Chubb? Like a Nick Chubb. Wow, what a football player that is. I know nobody wants to hear this today. What a football player. Between him and Kareem Hunt, and it's funny how different Hunt is when he has Chubb with him. We've also seen Hunt without Chubb. I don't mean to change the subject here, but you brought him up. Um, I'm I'm always someone who appreciates both teams. And watching Chubb run the way he does, the smarts of his running. He's not just Derrick Henry just blowing through people, although he can do that. But then after that, Hunt looks like he was out for blood. Yeah, the he, way was, he was, he was running. running
0: hard, and and that's what happens when you have that one-two punch. Um,
1: didn't matter I, that they had no offensive line, and they didn't. With Joel Batonio right. out, you can you know you can make it work with
0: two or three guys if you have that great back. And to me, if you if you, if you to get back to our initial subject, yeah. if you give Ben Roethlisberger that a good running game, and he's only throwing the ball 25, 30 times a game. And you can limit that. You can get through some of those those slow starts by running the football. It changes everything. So, Tom Reed joins me now here, and Tom, of course, uh, for a long time covered these Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, for a very long time, is that the first time you've seen them win a playoff game?
2: uh Second, I saw second. them. I saw them beat the Patriots before they came here and lost to the Steelers and. In '94, I believe that was when Bill Belichick was their coach. Bill Belichick it was, was their coach. Yeah, Dale, it was their first road win since 1969 in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I was born in '68, so uh, that, that's quite a bit. And long, long and I mean, I mean, 17 in a row they had lost here. It just looked. It took that. It looked like they took out 18 years of misery in like 13 minutes today. It, it really did, and, and you know, the history is one thing. Um,
0: you know again when you hand that team, you could see the Browns confidence growing with each touchdown that they scored there early. Um, had that gone
2: had one of those you know if the Steelers get one of those early this game's completely different. Yeah you know they've been one thing about the Browns this year they've been very good front runners in games this season. Uh, I, I would love to I see. I actually what, said that They've, they're 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 great in front What their, they, are. That's what, what, their, they do. what their stat is, is when they get the lead, they hold it pretty well. And you you know when the Steelers beat them, they just absolutely run rolled them early in the game. They got blown out by Baltimore early in the game, uh, but when they get a lead, they have been pretty good at holding it. And boy, when you hand them twenty eight points in the first quarter <laughs> off three turnovers and a a bad snap to start the game. I mean, uh, it was going to take a lot for them to lose, although it was getting a little hairy they were there they were at trying. the end of the third quarter. <laughs> and I don't know if we were going to talk about that, the decision to, uh, to punt there when the, when the Steelers seemed to be really going. Uh, your thoughts on the, that fourth and one decision. I didn't have a problem punting in that situation because your
0: defense had stopped them. Uh, they forced them to go three and out the previous two times. They stopped them at the, at the start of the first half. The Browns at that point were kind of brown, They were browning a little bit there. They were coming out, they took just over a minute off the clock on each of those three and outs uh, because it was run for nothing, run for nothing, and then throw an incompletion. And if they get that there or, you know, Mayfield had almost been intercepted the previous time, almost through what would have been a pick six probably, Um, you know, in that situation, Mike Tomlin's trusting his
2: defense to get a stop, and it just didn't do it. I'll play devil's advocate. I almost said devil's advocate. Uh, it's funny dk and i were walking into the stadium tonight and we were talking about this very same subject about fourth downs and when when you know it's been the weekend of fourth downs right there are decisions in the indianapolis game today in the baltimore game big decisions on fourth downs and we've all heard analytics whether you're pro analytics or non-analytics that play is becoming bigger and better whether you kick a field goal whether you punt in those situations what do you do i thought given the way that they were starting to move the ball and to me the steel the browns looked they were, like they were on the back foot for the first time in the game i would have gone for it again it's easy to say that now i just know I the steelers
0: the, the steelers situation and it goes back to what we what dk and i talked about in the previous segment if i've nick chubb in the backfield yeah i'll go for it yeah but you don't you, right. you just don't and you know i, I trust james conner more so than anybody else on this team doing, making that run in that situation uh, but I mean, given the, the, the you know given the issues that the Steelers had in those in those situations over the course of the year, um, you know, and you trust that defense, and, it, and the
2: defense let them down. How different does this team look? It's going to be great, first of all, when we have fans back oh. here next season. But how different of a team are they going to see when these fans get back next season?
0: It's going to be—I don't. I'm not going to say it's massively different, but I, I mean they're different every year. I mean, if you if you look at it, uh, you know, as I previewed in, in the in, in our in my preview this week, or I put it in my preview this week, Steelers had 27 players from the previous with playoff experience. That's just from three years ago. Right. I mean, that's the typical turnover on an NFL roster. You're going to see 18, 20 new guys on this roster next year. It's not going to look the same,
2: but after that, nobody wants to see the same. I got one last question for you. Uh, obviously, this season ended with the playoffs. They, they won the 11 games in a row, but for the third consecutive year, they kind of petered out as the season kind of culminated. Your thought, can you put in your in words, any thoughts of why that is? Is there any common denominator? You know, I, I think a lot of times in my, my high school basketball
0: coach, who I still quote all the time, used to always say it's not, you don't want to start fast you want to peak at the right moment and i think this team maybe peaked a little early we talked about it all before the season started how the steelers and teams of that ilk would have an advantage because everything was the same and you didn't have a training camp and you didn't have preseason games so the teams that had more continuity would get off the better starts and i think that's what happened with the steelers and it covered up some of the flaws with the team those flaws got exposed a little bit more late. They turned some, they turned the ball over a little bit more, and you'll see what
2: happens. You, DK, uh, Ramon Foster, Chris are going to have a lot to talk about over the time on Java. This is just getting started even as the season uh, ends. There's never an offseason for the Steelers. So stick with Dale Lolly, DK. But
0: we did get to – you and I and Chris led the pitch. DK was
2: uh, and Ramon were on the outside oh, looking in on that okay. one. okay, all right. <laughs> I think we were all wrong today. Though. We were all wrong today. <laughs>